It's Matthew 28, verses 16 to verse 20. Let's read the word. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mount where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am going to be with you always to the very end of the age. Let's look to the Lord at this time. Father God, we thank and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for such a beautiful day. Thank you, O oh God, for just being in your house one more time, just to lift up and magnify your name. God, thank you, Lord, for the word, O oh God, for your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. God, we pray you bless this word that it will go forth, O oh God, and accomplish what it is sent forth in the earth to do. God, bless your people. Bless your word in Jesus' name. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord, praise God. If I should have a title today, is Go and Make Disciples. Go and Make Disciples. Now, I just um, can imagine people asking in their mind if they don't know what a disciple is. A disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. And I know today that people have followers. Um, the Hare Krishna group, the Jehovah Witness group, all these different groups have followers following after them. But to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is a different thing. To be a follower of Jesus Christ um, is a different um, life, following Jesus. And so Jesus told the eleven, because remember Judas has carried hang himself after he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So here we find Jesus giving um, his last instruction before he went back to heaven to his disciples on the mount and he says to, um, to go and make disciples. When they saw Jesus first, they worship him. And Jesus told them that there was all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto him and so he commissioned the church, he commissioned the believers. Your job, my job, as Christian, as follower of Jesus Christ, is to go and to make disciples of others. It does not mean we have to go to um, Africa, or we have to go to um, Saudi Arabia, or, or any of these countries. It could be inclusive, but our going can be right around our corner, right in our neighborhood, among our fellow students, among our friends, 
among our family members, among um, the people, as I said before, in our neighborhood, we can afford to make disciples of them. And we want to do as the word of God tells us to do. Because we know that Jesus came and shed his blood. Because the Bible tells us without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And so because Jesus came and shed his blood, we as the human race have hope. And so after we have been saved, then we need to go and share this gospel. Go and make disciples of man. How do we do that? Many people want to find that out. I will let you know. First of all, when a person is saved, when you tell somebody about Christ, then afterward, they're a new babe in Christ Jesus. And what you do is take time out, sit down, get the word of God, and begin to teach them the word of the Lord. Because we have to know the word of God in order to serve God. We have to know what God requirements of us in order for us to serve. And when we are making disciples, after a person is saved, then we spend time teaching them what the word of God says, teaching them what God requirements of them said. And what it does, we have to take time out and maybe take a, a morning or afternoon or a Saturday, uh, maybe for an hour and sit down and go through the Bible with that person that is saved. Um, I remember I was in uh, McDonald's at one time and this brother had this other brother, I assume the person was a new believer and he was going through the word of God with him because that's the way I mean, it's one thing many times that people will come and hear the word. But sometimes it's important for us as believers to sit down. If we have been saved a long time, we've been in church a long time, we hear a lot of the word a long time, to sit down and to teach that new convert the word of God, to share what we know with that person so that person can walk on the straight and narrow, so that person can become a follower of Jesus Christ. Because one of the things that happens many times, people will go um, to great services and get saved, but they have no one to teach them the Word of God, no one to take time out and teach them what God's Word says. So in order for us to be... Um, making disciples we have to take time out to make disciples of individuals that come into the saving knowledge of who Christ is because um, people may get the Bible and they may read the Bible but they may not understand so that's one reason why that's one of the um, spiritual gifts is to be a teacher you don't have to be a great teacher but you should be able to teach 
what you already learned. And that also helps you spiritually to grow. When you teach others the word of God, it also helps you to grow in the knowledge of what God's word is. We should always uh, take time out to get into the word of God. The other step um, in making a disciple, we have to sometimes correct people from error because there is a lot of false teaching that is out there. There's a lot of people that um, say they're of Christ and that they are living um, for God and they know God, but they are not living according to the word. They may just take certain things out of, of the word of God and make it a doctrine and confuse people uh, where the word of God is concerned. And sometimes people will come and get saved and they have a lot of false information. And so you have to correct those false information that they have and, you know, put them on the straight way. Another way we can make disciples of people is to model our lives before them. We have to live this life. We have to live this life for Jesus. We cannot just sing about it, talk about it, teach about it, preach about it. But after all that, we have to be an example of that person that we are discipling. That means that we live what we teach. We have to live what we are instructing someone else to live. If we tell people, um, the word of God says, you know, that you should not lie, you shouldn't be lying. If we teach um, the word of God, telling, you know, people that um, now that you are saved, you cannot um, do the things that you used to do or do the things that are worldly. We have to be an example because people will learn more from what they see than what sometimes you are talking to them about. If they can see you living and modeling a Christ-like life, then they have someone to pattern themselves afterwards. So they want to be able to see what you are teaching them. Because it's one thing to teach something, it's another thing to live by what you're, you're teaching. If, you, if you're teaching the Word of God, you should also be an example of that word. You know, the Apostle Paul says to follow me as I follow Christ. And we all can say that. As long as I am following Jesus Christ, follow me. But if I go off the beaten path and go in another direction, then don't follow me anymore. And it's um, kind of sad that many times people go off the beaten path and people still following them. But who are they supposed to be following? 
They're supposed to be following Jesus Christ. And when someone go off the beaten path, we should not be running after them or following them anymore. Because um, they have left the Lord and have gone after other things. So, another way to make a disciple is to show forth the love of Christ. Not, not man's love, but God's love. And we're going to go to 1 Corinthians, which is the very famous scripture. Everybody love to read 1 Corinthians when they come on to love. And the reason why they call it the love scripture, because it talks about what love is and what love is not. And so in order for us to show forth God's love, it is called an agape love. We have to know the Lord to show forth his love. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, And now I will show you a more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of man of an angel, but I have not love, I am only a, record, a resounding gong or a clamming cymbal. If I have all gift of prophecy and can phantom out all mystery and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountain but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all my possession to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always preserve. Love never fails. Now we have to demonstrate that type of love to the person we are discipling. We have to demonstrate the love of God. Because our love, we will love people because they love us. But God loves people in spite of who they are. And the love of God loves people through us in spite of what they do. So we have to love and we have to show forth the love to that individual that we are discipling. It doesn't matter if the person is not lovable because sometimes um, it's hard to show people love that does not know how to accept love. But we have to show forth the love of God to them because we want them to be like Jesus. We want them to be like Christ. We want them to show forth Jesus' love to others. And the only way they can show forth Jesus' love to others because we demonstrate the love of God to them. Because we are discipling them so that they in turn will disciple others. And this is the way the body of Christ grows. 
because one reaches one and that one in turn reaches another and that continue to um, go one person reaching one person for Christ and that is the way the body of Christ is builded up so we have to take time out and to disciple somebody take time out to win somebody for the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible says he that winneth soul is wise and when we do not win people for the Lord we're going to be held accountable and responsible on that day as we stand before the judgment seat of Christ because we have to give God an account for every deed that we have done in this life. So our responsibility with the Great Commission is to go and make disciples of men. Now there's a lot of people that are out there making disciples of men with wrong doctrine, with wrong teaching, with teaching that is going to put men's soul in hell. But we who know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, we need to go and to tell somebody and to make disciple of somebody so that person in turn will make disciple of somebody else. And this is the way the gospel is spread. So Jesus' great commission to his disciples was to go into all the world. I know that different people have different calling. Some people are called to evangelism. And they go and they evangelize the entire world. You know, they go all all different countries, um, all the time in different places. I think someone was saying on TV that they've been to 130 countries, um, you know, doing the work of the Lord. Now, if God call you to that type of ministry, it's one thing, but everybody is not called to go to 130 countries. Maybe you're just called to make a disciple of your neighbor, make a disciple of your co-worker, maybe make a disciple of your friend, but it is your responsibility to make disciples of men, just like Jesus commissioned. And Jesus told his disciples to go and to make disciples of men, he was not just only I'm telling them, but it is for us today to obey the Great Commission. I know sometimes we feel that we cannot preach like Paul, nor sing like Mahalia, but we can surely tell the love of Christ. We can surely share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring hope to somebody's life, to bring um, peace to somebody. Because we also are disciples of Jesus Christ. And somebody told us about Christ. Somebody prayed for us. They had us on their mind. They took the time to pray for us. And somebody took some time out 
and teach us the word of God. Somebody took some time out and spent some time instructing us where the word of God is concerned. I remember when I got saved, uh, a lady, she took me aside and um, taught me the word of God. Taught me how to go out into the mission field and do street ministry and go and um, tell people about Jesus and pray for people and encourage people to walk with the Lord, encourage people to live for the Lord. Somebody took that time out and instructed me how I should live for God and how I should tell others about Jesus Christ. And I know um, you have been instructed and you have heard the word of God. So now, as it is said, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we not only just to be saved and be happy we are saved, but we are charged, we are commissioned by the Lord to go and to um, teach people and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey. Teach them to obey the word of God. Teach them to live for God. And Jesus says, I'm going to be with you. When you go to, to make disciples, I'm going to be right there. Jesus says, when you go to tell others about me, I'm going to be with you. When you go to teach um, others my word, I'm going to be with you. And that's such a great comfort because sometimes, like even the Apostle Paul um, prayed that um, others should pray for boldness to declare the word of God. Because see, when you try to, to, to teach the word of God, the enemy acts up in every way he can. Because he's trying to hinder the word of God from going forward. But the word of God is already settled. The word of God is already established. The word of God, you know, is settled through eternity. So it doesn't matter what the enemy may try to do. The word of God is already yea and amen. So we are called to the great commission. And we are called to make disciples of men. Make disciples of others. And that's um, the way the body of Christ grows. Because when Peter preached in Acts 2, when Peter preached in Acts 2, verses 14 on, when he preached, the Bible says 3,000 souls was added on that day. Because Peter went and he stood up after the Holy Spirit has come and declare the oracles of God 
to man. I'm going to read the 17 to the 21 verse. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out of my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out of my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and the signs of the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when Peter stood up and declared the oracles of God and declared salvation unto the people who thought they were drunk and drinking, but all what happened was the Holy Spirit came and filled them and they began to speak in people's language. Languages that they have never been taught. But the Holy Spirit came and move upon them and speak through them. And so Peter boldly got up and declared the oracles of God. And 3,000 souls, after Peter was finished, gave their lives to Christ. 3,000 souls were added that day to the body of Christ. It came from 120 that was in the upper room. And after Peter preached, 3,000 people got saved on that day. So it just shows the power of sharing the word of God, the power of making disciples of men. Because if Peter did not stood up and speak that day and declare the oracles of God, these people could not be saved. And it's the same way people cannot get saved until we go and tell them about the message of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And after they get saved, then we teach them what they need to do to continue in the faith, continue in serving the Lord. And so we can fulfill the great commission in our neighborhood. We can fulfill the great commission. Wherever we are, we can fulfill the great commission concerning our lives. So Jesus told us today to go and to make disciples of men. Sometimes it is not as easy, but guess what? Jesus says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you always. I'm going to be with you in that, those difficult um, situations. Because we know sometimes people are very um, uncooperative. But Christ, he will touch that person's heart. And he will give that stony heart and make that stony heart, Jesus will make that stony heart into flesh. And so people will gladly listen, even if they don't want to. Because I've heard testimony after testimony of how the mission, 
Mary goes to the home and we're diligent and we're very, you know, persistent. And eventually that person gets saved because of the persistence of the missionary. So we can afford to be a missionary for the Lord and be persistent in telling others about who Jesus is and that they need to get saved. They need to be saved. They need their sins to be forgiven. So our job today, church, is to go and to share this gospel. In the book of Colossians 3.16, Paul told the church as Colossae that the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And you know, when you um, do that type of uh, work for the Lord, you feel so good. You know, when you tell somebody about Jesus, you feel good. When you sit down and you teach somebody the word of God, you feel good. Because what you're doing, what God calls you to do, you're doing the work of the Lord. You know, sometimes we are in the secular job and sometimes we get so stressed out. Glory to God. But when we teach the things of God, it brings certain joy to our heart just to be able to share the gospel with somebody else. Because what we have done is snatch that person out of hell. And what we have done is instruct somebody on the right pathway to eternal life. So let's go and let's um, do what the Lord will have us to do. And let us do it with joy. Glory to God. You don't have to be a great theologian to share the word of God. You just have to love the Lord enough and spend time in his word to be able to share his word with somebody. Because, you know, sometimes people are so hungry for God, hungry for the word of God, because sometimes people are going through so much they need a word from the Lord. They need a word of encouragement. They need a word of instruction. They need to know that God will work it out. That God is on your side. That God will be right there with you because he said in his word that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. People sometimes need to know that they are not by themselves. They're not alone. And so we can get in the word and show them where Jesus is. I'm going to be with you. Hear it, the word of God says so. Because I'm going to be with you. And so if you know the Lord is with you, that gives you comfort. You know, a person going through if they know the Lord is with them, they will feel so much better. Because they don't have to bear the heavy burden by themselves. And just out of your mouth you can afford to encourage somebody to go on with the Lord. Because sometimes people get in the place of giving up on God. But you're there to be an encourager to that individual. So that individual will hold on and never 
let go. More or less you're bearing one another's burden. And that's what it's all about. We're here to help each other make it in. Because my concern always, I talk to God about it, is that I don't want anybody um, in this church to look, be lost and go to hell. I want people to make it in. I want people to um, make it to the end. That is my um, talk to the Lord at all times. Because it's going to be a sad thing um, to come to the house of the Lord and be um, spending your time in hell. You don't want to spend your time in hell. But you want to make it into heaven. You want to go um, when Jesus comes. You want to go in the rapture. You want to be raptured up with the Lord. You want to be raptured up when Christ comes. And so, um, let us walk in obedience to the Lord. And let's do the things of God. Because um, God is always on the job. God don't take any break. You know, God don't sit back and say, I'm on vacation today, I'm not going to do anything. But God is always at work and he's always doing something. He's always doing a work on behalf of his people. And so, as people of God, we should always be doing the work of the Lord. It might not be a work that everybody sees, but we have to do the work that the Lord will have us to do. Because some people work, everyone can see. Others people work is behind the scene, and God knows what you are doing. God knows the things that you are doing on His behalf. God knows if you're serving Him or if you're not serving Him. But today we have to go and do the Great Commission. And commission of um, going and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to our neighbors, to our friends. You know, I was um, talking.